What's happening, everybody? Good morning, and good morning this morning, and good morning this morning, and good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Boy, it seems like it's been a long week. Maybe that's because of the election. Maybe that's because of everything else. I have no idea. Out there in California, the bar, they're investigating a uh, shooting out there where there are uh, 12 people dead, and it's uh, a shooting at a bar, and apparently at the bar there was... Uh, it was college country night at the at the bar, so we don't know what's going on. It was and and the bar was called the Borderline Bar. So we're going to see how uh, that whole thing shakes out there in California. I'll keep you updated on whatever information they come out with, as opposed to um, you know we just kind of we just kind of how things are going there and, and what they are uh, looking at in terms of what happened. Apparently, there's a, there's a sheriff's deputy. Uh, who who might have been killed as well? So uh, all that is is happening there in California. And so good morning this morning. We got a lot to talk about. I've got uh, Jimmy Hoft. I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy Carafano. I got a lot of Jimmys on the show, as you all know. So apparently this is a uh, 
deal in 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 uh, Thousand Oaks, California, and happened just uh, before midnight. And guy dresses in all black, thirty shots from a pistol, and uh, twelve people killed. And apparently, he was wearing a trench coat and uh, went into student night at a country bar, and uh, that's how that whole thing. Uh, went down, and there was a Ventura County Sheriff's deputy as well uh, killed in what looked like it was kind of a planned attack. Guy was wearing sunglasses, a baseball cap, and that kind of thing, and popped into the uh, into the bar uh, just before midnight, and then that was uh, that was how things shook out there in uh, in Thousand Oaks, California. So, depending on what happens, depending on what we can get from. Uh, from the news, I'll, I'll just keep you updated on that. I'm sure you'll get updates as well. In the meantime, I don't know whether you saw the uh, protesters outside of Tucker Carlson's house. And actually, you know what? People are, keep telling us, oh, there's a war on the media. There's a war on the media. And Donald Trump's the king of the war on the media. But to my knowledge, so far, there hasn't been one conservative individual who has or or even conservative group for that matter or a bunch of Trump supporters who have ever stood outside any CNN reporter's house or any reporter's house at all and rang the doorbell and chanted and talked about how you know you're never going to sleep you're not going to sleep we know where you sleep at night and blah 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 and so where's the war on the media taking place is it actually because of President Trump or is it because of these Antifa left-wing babies who decided their reaction to the midterms where they sucked is to have another temper tantrum? By the way, you notice that the Democrats take over the House, but you don't see Republicans out standing in front of the homes of reporters and uh, breaking windows or rioting or anything like that, do you? Of course you don't. But, boy, these people are going crazy staying outside of Tucker Carlson's house. And this is how this whole thing is shaking out, where suddenly we're supposed to believe that people like Jim Acosta are the ones who are under fire and his freedoms are threatened. But to my knowledge, no one's been to Jimmy Acosta's house yet, have they now? Or Jake Tapper's or Wolf Blitzer's or anybody else over there at CNN or or the reporters who are calling President Trump racist yesterday in what was a, an absolute a hole fest at this news conference. I had the uh, I had the, the the problem of having to listen to the whole thing live, and man, was this a uh, was this a, 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 a crazy event? It was just a hole central there in uh, the White House. And President Trump, who, by the way, had an hour-and-a-half-long news conference and asked more than uh, 55 questions or something like that. Here's a guy who they claim is not accessible to the media, and yet he, I heard him at one point during the whole news conference ask the reporters just to let him know when they were bored. Let, let 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 me know when you're done and uh, and I'll I'll leave. Otherwise, I'll just stay here and keep answering your questions. This is the guy that they claim is an enemy of the media. When in fact, it's the media that clearly demonstrated yesterday that it truly is an enemy of the people. There is just no doubt about it. And it was really great to see how uh, Jim Acosta yesterday had uh, his 
pass completely stripped uh, from uh, the White House, meaning he can't go into the White House anymore or, or even do anything of the sort from uh, the, the, the White House. And it was a long time coming where they finally, uh, in fact, uh, made the decision to strip him from uh, his ability to do whatever he wants to do outside the White House. So he went there yesterday and he uh, went to the gate and it was about uh, eight o'clock and he decided he was going to uh, tweet out the, uh, the the video of him going to the gate. And, and he uh, went with his pass. He was at least respectful to the guy at the, 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 the guard uh, at the gate. I, mean, it's, I was just told to do it. Okay, well, I, I have every right to record this. Uh, this is Jim Acosta. I am in front of the White House. Uh, Secret Service officer is asking for my hard pass. Uh, obviously, no hard feelings to the officer. Yeah, boo-hoo. And, and Jim Acosta, by the way, I don't know whether you guys realize this or not. Acosta was, before all of this, he wasn't really all that well-respected over at the at CNN. I mean, they, they didn't really think that he was one of the best reporters at CNN, but boy, did they make it all about him last night, not only on the news, but in terms of uh, interviewing him. And I want to play you first. I want to go back, first of all, to the original situation here. The White House did claim that somehow he laid a hand on the woman, and, he, and it, clearly he didn't do that. But at this point, nobody cares. The reality is just on its face alone, without Acosta even touching the woman, what he did was absolutely unforgivable, and and it was so disruptive that it merited taking his credentials away on its own. They didn't need the idea somehow that he was uh, manhandling the aide, even though he obviously pulled his microphone away from her and everything else. But but nonetheless, they didn't have to go there in explaining why they took his credentials away. All they had to do was roll the tape of what happened, and that was enough for most of us. Like, b- believe me, it was uh, not something that we uh, ultimately cared cared much about. Of is Jim Acosta's face after watching what happened yesterday at the news conference, and it was really just, in the end, one of these. Uh, I guess it was an attempt by Acosta. And I'm having trouble with my internet here. Hold on a second. Is our internet slow, or we having we having trouble with the uh, with the internet at all in here? Because I, I I'm not, I'm having trouble uh, being able to play uh, my my tape here, I, I, or any kind of video here. It's really driving me kind of crazy. But uh, are you? Okay, I'm I'm having trouble on on uh, being able to play my my tape here. I I, I don't know why, but it's it's it's. Uh, causing some degree of uh, problems. It's not um, It's not buffering, so I'm not able to play a whole lot of uh, tape here. Let me see if something else works here. Uh, yes, please go. Yeah, I, it, must, it must be the site I'm on that, that, is, uh, that is causing all the problem. Let me, let me just see if I can uh, find something else here to play. If, if that, I'm going to test it out here. I'm going to test out the, uh, uh, the situation. That, that played pretty well. So let me just uh excuse me give me a uh, let me just give me a give me a 
test here and see if there's some video that that's working for me because it's not. I'm having trouble with the uh, with the site and and my my video playing on the site. So that's kind of my fate here. But we'll well I I guess we'll figure it out one way or the other. Uh, but it was it was a contentious news conference all along. And, and 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 Acosta wasn't the only one who was causing the problems. We had a uh, woman from PBS who was asking President Trump whether or not he is a white supremacist. And, and these were people who were were screaming questions at him. They were refusing to take their turns. They were accusing him of being a racist right in front of his face. And, you know, thankfully, President Trump actually got back up in them and said, you know, that 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 question is is out of line. Here's an example. Uh, this is where you had a reporter from PBS, Yamichi or whatever her name is. Uh, here she is. Check it out. Hang on. Campaign trail. You called yourself a now. Hi, Mr. President. Yamichi Center with PBS NewsHour. Um, on the campaign trail, you called yourself a nationalist. Some people saw that as emboldening white nationalists. Now people are also saying, that the "Yeah." And, and President Trump is like, "What the hell? What the hell does that mean?" Such a racist. There question. are some people that say that no. now the Republican Party is seen as supporting white nationalists oh, because of your rhetoric. What do you that. make of that? I don't believe. I just well, I don't know. Why do I have my highest poll numbers ever with African Americans? Why do I have among the highest poll numbers with African Americans? I mean, why do I have my highest phone numbers? That's such a racist question. Honestly, I mean, I know you have it written down and you're going to tell me. Let me tell you, it's a racist question. And Mr. Uh, President, I, I love ask- You know what the word is? I love our country. I do. You, call, you have nationalists, you have globalists. I also love the world. And I don't mind helping the world, but we have to straighten out our country first. We have a lot of problems. And Ms. Excuse me. But to say that, what you said, is so insulting to me. It's a very terrible thing that you said. And Mr. Okay, President, Mr. President, people have t- you, you talked ahead. about you talked Excuse about me. middle you talked about middle class tax cuts on the campaign trail. How will you get Democrats to support that policy? Or you have to ask that? them. Well, hey, what's what's your plan no, no, for working me. with Democrats you know how, on middle class is? tax plan? You know what my plan is? I'll ask them. And if they say yes, I'm all for it. And if they say no, there's nothing you can do because you need their votes. Go ahead. So President Trump, after that, and if I could just have a little more volume, buddy, I'd uh, just a little more on on from from your end down there, Zach. I, that'd be great. Uh, so President Trump then was accused of being some kind of crabby guy because he just off the election he was being crabby. The reality is. These people were harassing him. This was a troll festival there at this news conference, and it was embarrassing pretty much for everybody involved. And it was one of those situations where a lot of us, if you, if you, if you listen to it live in any way, shape, or form, or, or you listen to it at all, you were like saying to yourself, how is it possible that this is the world that we live in, this is the realm that we live in, where a reporter who has decided to make it all about himself and the rest of his crew that decided to make it all about themselves would suddenly be the ones who took control of a news conference there. Now, in the, Judy Woodruff had Kellyanne Conway on uh, uh, about this question that this Yamishi Alcindor asked, and 
And she asked Kelly and Conway, Mr. like, Mr. President, may, may I may ask one other question? Are you worried? That's enough. That's no, enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was enough. Ask one of the, the other folks. Well, that's Acosta. I'll, I'll get to that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having uh, I'm having internet problems here, and I might have to ultimately reboot. But she asked uh, Conway about this exchange and acted as if it was the president who was out of line in asking the question. The president sorry. At press I, conference. Now my video is all playing. Like it was about his. A racist ad on the, on the caravan that they were running before the midterms. Uh, this is this is Jim Acosta being treated as a hero on uh, on CNN. After all this happened, he goes up there. He's on Tucker Carlson's. I mean, or he's on Anderson Cooper's show. He's on Wolf Blitzer's show, and he Jake Tapper and these guys, and they're treating him like he's he's an American hero here. I'm glad. The White House decided they were going to absolutely pull his card and keep him off of there. President Trump, in many ways, was brilliant, much in the same way it was brilliant that the Democrats took over the House. President Trump was brilliant in the way that he allowed the news media to simply expose itself on down the line for an hour and a half yesterday. There were some good questions. There were some decent, substantive Issue-oriented questions, but yesterday was, in fact, kind of a good day for truth, much like the election was a good day for truth. Yesterday was a good day for truth in that we were able to see the news media in all of its glory and see whether or not they really truly do represent the people like they say they do. Again, we've got Antifa guys going to Tucker Carlson's house. The video has since been deleted, but we have Antifa guys going to Tucker Carlson's house and ringing his doorbell and standing outside and threatening him, basically, and saying, you, we know where you sleep. And yet we have to listen to Jim Acosta and this Yamichi chick or whatever her name is and all these other people act like they're being victimized by President Trump. When, when not one conservative have stu- has stood out the house, houses of Acosta or anybody else and screamed, yelled, threatened, did whatever, a- and yet we're supposed to believe that it's the liberal media that actually is uh, standing to possibly be in a situation where they're the ones who are threatened, their rights are threatened. And so far, the only person actually had anybody standing outside their house threatening them is a conservative commentator and journalist named Tucker Carlson. While he was on the air... They're standing outside of his house. The video has since been deleted. Antifa, I guess, uh, decided it was too incriminating for them. So even the left at some point will have some standards, but only to cover their own rear ends. Anyway, back to this Yamichi and this white supremacist question. It's clearly the, the when did you stop beating your wife type of thing. And so President Trump just calling himself a nationalist uh, now insinuates somehow he's a white supremacist, which is – only a position taken by uh, the left and only a position taken because that's what they want President Trump to be. Anyway, Kellyanne Conway did a good job uh, responding to Judy Woodruff here as she was asked about the whole exchange there at the, the White House. The thing I want to ask you about Kellyanne Conway is uh, the president's testy exchanges with news reporters today uh, at the White House. Um, he, it, there was some critical back and forth and with Mike. PBS NewsHour colleague, Yamish Alcindor, she asked a question to the president about whether his using the term nationalist, referring to himself as a nationalist, was giving encouragement to white nationalists. He told her he thought it was a racist question. 
What do you think the answer to the question is, though? Well, I would just note, Judy, that today the president took 68 questions from 35 reporters. And as many reporters in the White House press corps have said, we are the most accessible um, administration they've covered and that he is the most accessible president. He proved that today by taking these questions. I, I believe that he was, what he was saying to your colleague, Jamish, is that um, the implication of, of racism in the word nationalist is very unfortunate because uh, there's a difference between nationalism and white nationalism. And I have to tell you, as somebody who's been here from day one, actually has been by the president's side for three, three straight years now, owing back to the campaign, I resent tremendously always being put into this toxic stew of racism and sexism and misogynism and xenophobia. It's, it's a lot uh, on our shoulders because it's not fair. And, you know, Judy, you have handled your career very differently than many people. Um, I think in today's media, uh, Yamish accepted, that many people are, are out there trying to make a name for themselves and really getting very heated and sometimes very disrespectful toward the president. You saw that in an earlier exchange with a reporter from a different network whom I won't name. I think there's a certain decorum and respect that has to attend to approaching the President of the United States at a press conference. Just make two quick points. One is that I asked this question because I've seen Republicans raise questions about whether it's appropriate for the president to use the term nationalism for the. Yes. So once again, we have Judy Woodruff, who is deciding that she's going to use Republicans against just because a Republican says they don't like the word nationalism doesn't mean it has more credibility. Just because Ben Sass or Jeff Flake don't like the word nationalism or Paul Ryan doesn't mean that President Trump is wrong. Saying you're nationalistic, there's not an ounce of trouble with calling yourself nationalistic. There's not an ounce of trouble with saying that you support America first. There's nothing wrong with that reason we've just been discussing. And also, just to say uh, a word on behalf of my colleague Yami, she would not ask a racist question. So uh, I, I want to get that on the record. Yeah, Jim Acosta wouldn't be rude. And Yamish wouldn't ask a racist question. It's implicit in the question, this racism on the part of Yamish, because she's insinuating somehow that because President Trump is white, and because he's nationalistic, he's promoting white nationalism. That's racist. Now, now, if 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 uh, Yamish talked about empowering black people or talked about uh, uh, black employment or whatever, and then we decided, oh, you must be a Black Panther because you're interested in the uh, in the interests of uh, of blacks, that would be racist to say that to her. So the fact that President Trump is nationalistic, and by the way, there are a lot of people of Puerto Rican descent, of Polish descent, of African descent or whatever who are immigrants here. There are people here who are of color who are nationalistic and love this country. It's not as if being nationalistic means you're a white nationalist. But Yamish is insinuating because it's coming out of the mouth of a white person that must mean they're a white supremacist. That is racist. President Trump was precisely right about it. Well, I think that questions with racist implications, though, um, maybe maybe that is a better way of saying it than, than how it was said. But 
it, it, there's not a better way of saying it, Kelly and Conway. Don't don't play the game of that Judy Woodruff is playing it's, here. The implications are are weighty and. Again, the president took 68 questions from 35 different reporters today. I know as as a very well and deep, deeply respected member of the press corps of many years, Judy, decades, I know that you must appreciate, as we all do, a president who's actually willing to engage in front of the cameras for 90 minutes nonstop, including with your colleague from PBS. Good answer from Kellyanne Conway. It was, it was if not a little anemic. But nonetheless, it was a good answer from her, and and that's the kind of uh, answer we need when it comes to President Trump. So so now President Trump, after being asked a "When did you stop beating your wife?" question, his answer is now being criticized instead of the question being criticized. That's the environment we're in. Again, President Trump has no apologies to make to. The news media for his accessibility and certainly no apologies to make for finally kind of having enough, having enough of the of the news media at that point. At some point, uh, there's the, the, the cup runneth over and President Trump handled the situation very well. And again, the news media, to my knowledge, what I'm be, what I'm seeing with CNN and the others is not they're not the ones who are who are under attack here. Uh, the last time I checked, there was a mob outside of Tucker Carlson's house of, of people chanting and everything else. They, they've they deleted it off of all their websites and tried to delete off Facebook and everything else, but it, it's still out there. So. Have you seen conservatives standing outside the homes of any member of the liberal media? Have you seen groups of Trump supporters standing outside the homes of people? This is third world. This is the mob. This is like going to Zimbabwe. This is what they do in places where people are running around in their underwear. This is third world sickness right here and we have a bunch of spoiled rotten leftists standing outside of somebody's home and, and it's interesting how and, and with a with a bullhorn by the way and actually going on tucker carlson's property which uh i think he ought to booby trap eventually and, and show these people what it's like to be a a trespassing left-wing goon the way antifa is they, they they published Sean Hannity's address and uh, they uh, published Laura Ingram's address and everything else too. We know where you sleep at night. That's the chant. Can you believe that this is the United States of America and not some? third world crap hole that's what we're living in so pardon me if we don't have a whole lot of sympathy for the liberal news media that it claims somehow or some way that they're the ones who are being victimized they're the ones who are being threatened once again what do we see a conservative journalist home being surrounded by a mob never in 
the history of recent uh, 2016 election have we seen a liberal journalist, as horrible as they've been, have been, having their homes surrounded by Trump supporters or by conservatives? It's the same way we have to we have to play this game with them about uh, about who's more of a threat to this republic. Is it the Antifa and the left and the people who encourage them like Maxine Waters? Or is it President Trump who spends an hour and a half on a news conference with the media to the point where he's asking them to go ahead and let him know when they're bored, when they want the news conference to end? Tell me who is more of a threat to this republic. And, and, and you can see it right in front of your eyes. We know where you sleep at night. I'm telling you, it's the same guy who's, I, you know, you should be so proud of yourself. What is it with these Antifa guys? It's always this, we know where you sleep at night. And it's, it's always the same guy. It's like Paul Lynn's great-grandson running around. We know where you sleep at night. We know where you sleep at night. It's like, golly, dude. Yeah, I, I think I'm, am I supposed to be scared of you? With you coming up with your effeminate heterosexuality on me like that? We know where you sleep at night. It's the same guy. I think it's the same guy who was yelling at the uh, Secretary of Education when she was going, you should be ashamed of yourself. Or the same people who were going out in front of the, who are uh, hanging out at the restaurant and, and yelling at people at restaurants. Shame on you. Stop eating that food. It's the same guy. No walls. No USA at all. It's the same guy. It's also the same guy, I think, who got in the face of that one uh, uh, reporter that was following him around in D.C. I, either that or just there's, there's just a core group of guys who talk like this all the time. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know who, who it is or what the deal is. And, and, and the tambourine. Now, again, you know, I guess it's kind of hard for me to say that these guys are really a threat. With, uh, yeah, at least with the one guy who sounds like Charles Nelson Riley and the rest of them with their tambourines. We know where you sleep at night. We know where you sleep at night. I wonder if they like have, I, I, I can't really see them. I think a few of them are in jeans, but I think the Antifa guys ought to start wearing like cheerleader outfits with like a big A on their sweaters. They, it would probably become them better because. Whatever they're trying to do with the uh, handkerchiefs over their faces, like we're supposed to be uh, scared of them, is beyond me. But nonetheless, on principle, standing in front of somebody's house is an attempt to intimidate. Saying we know where you sleep at night is an attempt to intimidate also. I think, uh, I think that's pretty clear. Meanwhile, Acosta uh, is, is, is given what Newsbusters calls a hero's welcome after losing his White House credentials, he gets on there and he's able to explain. A question of the president at this press conference, and it was obviously a question they didn't like. It was about... By the way, the guys that see it, I mean, he's, he's being interviewed by Anderson Cooper. And he couldn't shine Anderson Cooper's shoes. You have to imagine that Anderson Cooper sitting there and interviewing Jim Acosta... 
it has to be humiliating for him because Anderson Cooper has no respect for Jim Acosta. Most of the people at CNN have very little regard for this guy. Even before he decided he was going to try to make a name for himself, Jim Acosta was like a C-level reporter. I realize he's a White House correspondent. I get that. But he was kind of like, in general, kind of one of these C-level guys. He wasn't considered very talented, and he and he had uh, he did the weekends there for a while as an as an anchor. But he wasn't exactly considered to be a top-notch journalist. And so he's sitting here with Anderson Cooper, and you got to imagine Cooper's like, oh gosh, and and he, and, he, and he's you know uh, half the stature of Cooper there over at CNN, if you want to call Anderson's situation over there at CNN uh, stature. but A racist ad on the, on the caravan that they were running before the midterms. Uh, he and I were going back and forth there, and as you can see in this video, uh, this intern came up to me. I, they're describing her as an intern. I don't really know. As you can see in this video. So, his, so he's sitting here uh, giving us a play-by-play of himself. Well, as you can see in this video, here's what I'm doing here, uh, Anderson. I'm sitting here. I look at the video. If you just kind of follow here, and just about that point there, look at me uh, being this way, and that's amazing. Look at look at that, and then and here is where I do. It's like really, and it, it, does CNN really think this is this is paying off for them? He is, and attempted to take the microphone away from me. Uh, all I can say at that point is that I was trying to hang on to the microphone so I could continue to ask the president questions. Uh, obviously, I, you know, I didn't uh, put my hands on her or touch her, as they're alleging. And it's just unfortunate that the, the White House is saying this. Uh, yeah, it, it's too bad, actually. The White House doesn't need to say that he put his hands on her. And, and, and he didn't, but he was aggressive because he pulled the mic from her. But, but, but I don't think the, the White House really needs to, to say that. All they, needed to, all they needed to do is play the video. And we would have been all fine with him having his credentials pulled. It was a rude piece of acting on the part of Jim Acosta. And also at the same time, Jim Acosta was rude to his fellow reporters. And I guess a couple of them stood up and defended him. And it's like this was one spoiled brat after another at this news conference, there were people, but but President Trump had it for an hour and a half. It was going on for an hour. He was interviewing, you know, he was letting reporters from Senegal ask him questions. And who are you? My name is Blade. You can't even understand a word they were saying. He was running out of people to call on. Yes, uh, Sri Lanka. What would you like? What would you? Yes, uh, what do you think? It's like, okay, really? You, you couldn't even understand it got down to the point where you you had people who couldn't speak English asking questions. It's like that's how President Trump was, you know, running down the clock on these guys. And of course, it was a complete troll on the part of President Trump because he was, uh, uh, because he was he he was letting these guys just stand there and and sit there and with their microphones and their questions and just giving him enough rope to hang themselves. Yeah, and Mama Kay, you might, you, the screenshot, whatever. The bottom line is he was aggressive towards this woman. He had no respect for the White House intern. He had no respect for the authority of the White House. He had no respect at all uh, for protocol. 
And had this intern been, for instance, a Secret Service agent or whatever, he never would have done that to the Secret Service agent. He only took advantage of the fact that this was a White House communications office intern, and he knew he could basically push her around just by not allowing her to grab the microphone from him. And and the way that it's being portrayed in much of the media is that she aggressively went after him to grab the microphone. The show was over for Jim Acosta. It was done. The president told him to sit down. He wasn't going to be asking any more questions. But these people were as rude as the day is long. They have zero respect for the president. And now you know why the president has no respect for him, for them, and why we are perfectly fine with the president's lack of respect for the media. Because we're not worried about them. I'm actually more worried about Tucker Carlson than I am about any, any of these people. Because, because we're not going to their homes. Because we're a little too busy, thank you very much. Although, man, some so of you would like to. Professionals over there, and I think I handled myself professionally, and I appreciate all of the comments from my colleagues. I do think, Anderson, that th- this is a test uh, for all of us. I, I, I do think they're trying to, to shut us down to some extent uh, inside the White House press corps. And, and to some extent, I think they're trying to send a message to our colleagues. I, I never thought. So... Jim Acosta's question, people forget, was a nonsense question. It was designed to go back and and try to ask the president a question about uh, the, the caravan and trying to insinuate somehow that the president was racist or what have you uh, for using the kind of language he was using and, and calling them uh, calling it an invasion. This was a week and a half old news that Jim Acosta was asking the president about. And so it really, in the end, uh, wasn't necessarily even relevant. I mean, we had other people asking some substantive questions, whether it be uh, uh, about the future relations with the Democrats or the takeover. Keep in mind, this was a day after midterm elections. There was a lot going on. Uh, what was going to what was going to be the strategy on the part of the president with his relationship with Nancy Pelosi? What was going to be going on uh, regarding even even immigration policy in the future? Or what's going to happen? What's the status of the of the situation at the border? What's the status of the situation regarding uh, the possibility of more hearings coming down? All kinds of substantive questions you can ask the president. Going back and trying to nitpick over the language he used regarding this so-called invasion or whatever it is was not even a relevant question. It was a, it was a question Acosta was asking to grandstand and to, and, and to make, you know, a, a scene. If I may ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's you know, enough. I, well, that's I was enough. going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Excuse President, me. That's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if I may ask, on, on the Russia investigation. Are you concerned that... That you may have I'm not concerned about anything with the Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? <laughs> Interesting. At one point, the president walked away from the podium, and that's when, that's when Acosta gave the mic up. I don't know whether he thought the president was going to come down here and kick his ass or whatever, which, which is what Jim Acosta actually really does need. And you can talk about that being a threat to the First Amendment ho- however you want. But in general, back-and-forth situations, uh, you wouldn't allow that kind of 
back and forth with anybody. I don't care whether you're the president of the United States or not. Two men, one of them being Jim Acosta, one of them being Donald Trump, uh, one of them deserves a punch in the throat, and that would be Jim Acosta. And, and I don't care what you say about some threat to the First Amendment. This was a situation between two men, and one of them was showing a huge lack of disrespect. It was being completely and totally rude. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. And I'm, and I'm so glad the president did that. Uh, and it's interesting how, uh, how, how it's not really being reported the entirety of the exchange and, and going all the way back. And, and so now, of course, it's been drowned out by the news regarding Jeff Sessions. And I'm going to talk a little bit uh, to uh, Jim Carafano about that when he uh, is uh, on with me in just a few minutes. I do have to get to the to – the, uh, to the national anthem and some other things before we actually call Jimmy on his cell phone. And then uh, on Friday, tomorrow, Jim Talent's going to be on. Jim Talent's name actually is being uh, bandied about even for the possibility of attorney general. I think there are other people way on the list uh, before him on this. But if the president wanted to choose somebody who didn't kind of have any kind of history, like I know the name – uh, ha- has been uh, Chris Christie's name has been put out there, but I'm not quite sure whether or not that would be the thing that might bring even more controversy. I don't know. Do you want somebody who's just going to be a straight shooting lawman as opposed to somebody who might have a little too much personality for the office? I don't know. I, I'm, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the president can do anything he wants to uh, at this point. I think we've, uh, I think we've confirmed the fact the president is fully in charge here, and that uh, he's not taking any crap from anybody. And good for him at the news conference. An hour and a half long from the most accessible president in United States history. It was certainly a sight to behold, and certainly proved to pretty much the sensible part of the world that the media, most members of the media, are not serious players in our social construct, in our political structure. They don't care about you. They don't care about substantive issues. They're pissed off at the fact that Hillary Clinton isn't president. They're pissed off that we have a president who's going around them with his tweets and everything else. They're pissed off that they don't have the power anymore to tell the story of the president of the United States and that we have a president who is actually telling his own story. Thank you very much. On down the line, we have uh, a bunch of funny stuff coming for to you in the wake of the uh, midterm elections, including the talk uh, about Sean Hannity and the mistake he made being in Cape Girardeau, because apparently people over at Fox are all really upset that a guy who uh, (laughs) openly supports President Trump and nothing Sean Hannity said at that podium in Cape Girardeau is something he hasn't said on his own show. Oh, and you ought to hear Joy Behar try to tackle... uh, (laughs) Uh, gerrymandering, you know, because that's the thing right now where they're talking about, oh, gerrymandering. It's like she doesn't even know what gerrymandering is. So we'll get to that and more on the uh, people surrounding uh, Tucker Carlson's house uh, in in Washington, D.C. While he was on the air, by the way, 
I mean, Tucker Carlson was on the air when these guys were standing outside of his house. So uh, we'll follow up more on that. And also, Jimmy Carafano is going to join us in uh, in just a second. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, happy Thursday. We are live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios, ddtruckusa.com. 